Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Perfect. How are you all doing? Good. How are you doing? Great. It's a wild time. Dude. It surely is. <laughs> Man, we've been so excited to have you on the podcast. We just really thought it was going to be in person, you know? Yeah. But this is, what better than this? Yeah, right? Safe distance, 3,000 miles of social distancing. But whatever we're about to say to each other is has the underlying like essence of this time in our planetary existence where we're experiencing all of this like you know experiencing with each other at kind of a different degree so it's just whatever whatever we're gonna communicate to each other right now is just gonna be like trippy just under those conditions <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> wow, I have noticed that there is something about us all going through this that is like almost like a truth serum. Like people are stepping a little bit more into their like no bullshit persona and it's really <laughs> cool. It definitely it like it makes things like uh, electrified a little bit more. I feel like our, that's why we're doing so many of these conversations right now because I don't know if it's really interesting to me. I'm like, wow, everything, everyone's going through the same thing at the same time for once. I I can't remember in our lifetimes when that's happened. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, the, the best word that I can come up with to describe it is wild. That's what I always say. It's wild. Mm. Like it's (laughs) like, don't let the big buildings and the iPhones and cars confuse you. Like, we just moved from one jungle to another jungle. Like it's mm-hmm. still all wild. We still have no idea what's really going on. Like yeah. just because we come up with these words and these ideas and we're talking about it and playing with it. It's like, we don't, we're not mass. We weren't actually the masters of the universe. Like we're not like mastering it. We're just, becoming aware of it and playing with it and existing as it and creating as it. And, but it's just what it is, is far bigger than our control. Mm. Um, And I think this is one of those moments that can awaken people to that bigger uh, truth. Not that it needs any words or, you know, titles or anything, but just, um, I don't know when it, when it all kind of first started escalating i jokingly said to vanessa my wife like oh how exciting like everyone's gonna live like artists now right yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all gonna be at home like for exorbitant amounts of time and like not see the sunlight and like be wearing like being in our shadows and you know um just sitting in our thoughts and uh, knowing that the government doesn't give a fuck about you. And, yeah. like, <laughs> like artists have known for years. It's like, that's totally. why they're artists. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. That's why I think the internet is so fascinating and so powerful because life doesn't stop ever. And 
life on the internet really doesn't ever cease to you know exist either like it's just this ongoing flowing like even if you don't if you even if you can't leave your house like the happening is is real um so there's still the potential of communicating with others as well as being with ourselves you know in the silence in the uh unknown and just kind of sitting with ourselves um in that sense this has been super that manifests in so many wild ways too I just feel like in that sense, like when you frame it like, yo, we're in the jungle, it's like this is actually kind of being kind to us compared to how it could be. And we've had it good for a long time that something hasn't wiped us humans off the planet before or really like royally fucked us up. It seems like in a long motherfucking time it's been since something like that's happened. This is what I I, I love. I think it was Terrence McKenna. He said... uh, if you are fortunate to think or have the idea that the end of the world is coming, like some sort of future thing, like you're fortunate because yeah. for much of the earth, like they are in the grasp of Leviathan itself and are like, the world is ending now. Like my mm-hmm. world is, is, an, is ending. So if you think that you're actually on completely stable ground and uh, existing in this world that you figured it out and all is um, permanent, it's like, (laughs) no, (laughs) it's a dance forever. You know, Mm. everything is. And you're doing one of the wildest dances of them all being a new dad. It's unreal. Dude. One of the trippiest things I've ever been a part of ever. The timing of all this. I literally like helped her out. Really? Wow. Oh yeah, like I was the first human that touched her. Like when she was still in Vanessa. Wow. Yeah, because we had we have the coolest doctor and she just she loves my art and she's just like knows I'm you know, in the adventure. And she's just like, you put on gloves. I had my camera and she's like, it was crazy. She's like, take off your camera, give it to her. One of the nurses is a like a woman who travels the world taking photographs. She's like, she's your new photographer. She like literally gave my camera to this nurse who had no idea that was a photographer. And she's like, you put on gloves and you stand right here. And she basically, used her hands and was guiding my hands and was basically communicating without any words like pay attention feel what's happening be here right now like just watch this wild thing unfold and uh this is a woman who's done this over ten thousand times like brought over ten thousand babies transitioned from being their home being in the mother's belly to like now they lit they exist in this world mm. uh, but like they always have existed in this world but it's this you know like this super wild transition um mm. there's a woman who's witnessed this like so many times and she was just like this feminine 
angel wisdom kind of guider and when she saw my reaction she just like because i i just i mean my heart just blasted open and i was instantly in love with this new being in a way that i had never quite sensed before at that degree i mean i've had you know i mean to me everyone is my brothers and sisters like i literally feel that but it's just a different little Mm. perspective uh that actually Mm. like being part of the creation of that you know very specific manifestation it's like and she just like looked so deep into my eyes and she's just like right wow and i was just like yeah holy do you get the sense she's been here before or this her like what's her consciousness so her name is river rose Mm. flowing flower Mm. uh that was just the name that i just plucked from um you know to the native americans to the people that literally lived where we're living before us uh giving something a name a new you know human a name was like a very sacred thing to them Mm. and they just listened to the energy of what was happening and it's just like sitting bull Mm. you know black hawk rolling thunder rolling thunder (laughs) and it's just like and those um those names are given by people who were very in tune with the their happenings of life and just listening to like what should this being be titled mm. you know mm. and uh that's river rose flowing flower like that was just a name that you know just kind of plucked out of the the sky and, from listening uh, from listening she has already had the like trippiest start that i could ever imagine yeah what was her uh, birthday may 24th 2020 mm. wait no may 24th march. may 24th march sorry, 24th march, march 24th today's this month's may march yeah. 24th 2020 <laughs> <laughs> wow future <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> she is wild. She's from the future. It's pretty wild. <laughs> um, no, it's it's unbelievable. Like the we had a, a dog, a Norfolk Terrier, this little blonde bear looking pup named Ravioli that I literally call like my shaman, like the only reason I had the courage to take super, super deep dives into my own self and sort through things and uh, go deeper and deeper and deeper was because Ravioli was there. Really? I oh didn't my know God. That. That's Ravioli so fucking was awesome. There. Wow. I knew as long as Ravioli was there, everything would be fine. Wow. And A then, trip sitter service dog. And then the things that I learned just from listening to her and interacting with her and building a relationship with her and like literally merging consciousness with her, this, you know, descendant of wolf, little angelic being uh, that 
was from the streets and I, I, I feel very um, soulmate, you know, attraction to dogs that have been abused and mm. misused. And I just, when I see that in a dog's eyes, it's like, you know, like I feel you and uh, ravioli had that and uh but with that comes such wisdom and such understanding and such uh potential depth for love expression and we just merged and she was our daughter like literally mm. ravioli was me and vanessa's daughter i made art of her giant paintings of her like she was my favorite model <laughs> and we explored uh, deeply with her, like literally in the middle of nowhere, finding petroglyphs with her in my arms. Mm. And like, uh, just like she lived a crazy life with her, with us. And uh, she died last year, kind mm. of unexpectedly. And we went to, on our first camping trip, it was a week after this or after that, you know, we're just so sad, obviously. We're like, we need to get outside and go camping on a river and just, you know, connect a little deeper. So we brought some of Ravioli's ashes and her fur mm. and all of our instruments. And we uh, sang a Ravioli soul song. We like uh, went out into the middle of this river on this giant rock and we sat there nude and just beat on this drum, singing, mm. whatever just comes out, howling at the moon, connecting to ravioli, letting go her fur down the river. And then we literally made love after that. We were eating mushrooms. We made love after that. And river came. Jeez, Whoa. I don't, I was hoping I, this is where I, the story is going. That shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <Like>. dude! <laughs> Incredible! Wow, that's such a great story. There must be a little bit of ravioli and river, don't you think? Oh, oh no, no, no! It gets nuttier. Like I knew there would be, but there's a painting. Like we have this. Um, kind of uh, altar piece that's a bookshelf and then on the top is just like tons of crystals and uh, little trinkets that mean something deeply to us and a you know salt lamp and uh, ravioli's ashes and stuff like that and then on the wall is a paint a watercolor painting that I made of ravioli mm. and she's kind of like you know just it's just this like it's the spot in our apartment to like make an ode to something and like ravioli's there and the couch is right here and there's this little boppy pillow which is a, a seat that like a newborn baby can sit in and i swear to you every day she sits in it river and she completely contorts her neck to look up at the painting of ravioli Aww. oh whoa she knows like i have like we have a lot of video of it like her <laughs> eyes are just gazing up at and we have uh milo we have a, a dog named milo 
who she knows about too but she specifically so it's not like she's never seen a dog before like she specifically yeah. locks eyes with the painting of ravioli oh, oh my god I, I i have a theory that she's gonna be like yeah i know who ravioli is <sighs> like when she's older they're just be like, yeah i know who ravioli is wow She's be like, she'll be hanging in a room and she's like, no, I'm okay. I'm just hanging with ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear. Oh it's, God. I mean, yeah. Well, you created a magical ceremony. Like you were like honoring this, this cycle and maybe you allowed what ravioli. What you give to... is what you get. Yeah. But people that don't understand that, they're like, no. These people, they're like, they're just making ideas up with their heads. And it's like, mm you sure or mm. are they like listening more than you are mm. you know what i mean yeah. we're all perceiving at the different levels of what we're perceiving of so you know what's the age old little saying what you give is what you get so like the deeper you build a relationship with your relationships obviously you're gonna experience more in return mm. and but these are like invisible things that we're talking about, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like no, but they get, they get validated. Invisible. Such magical like, ways. Your experience was so validated. Our words of trying to talk about them are just simply our best like ways of <laughs> talking about the thing. But the thing is like, it's invisible stuff. Mm. You know, it's like the words aren't really the thing. Mm. It's, it's it's trippier than we even give it credit for, I think. It can't be spoken to. Well, it can be spoken to. Yeah. Like in the sense like we can be like, thank you for whatever this is. <sighs> you know, that's like and that can be spoken to in dance and manifestation and like literally a whole group of civilization building a pyramid to it, you know, like mm or making art or making music like it can be spoken to and it's like pointing at the thing but can it ever be just wrestled down and held and be like this is the thing mm. i don't mm. think so when you did know? you when did you wake up to it because i know for us i'm wearing a mushroom shirt i'm honoring mushrooms because sure. <laughs> i think that was the moment really like because you you have more hints of it you you have that more pure awareness when you're a kid and like I'm, I was very, very curious and connected as a kid, and then you mm -hmm. get your ego grows and does these things it has to to help you get through the world and survive. But then the mushrooms shed that away the first time, and that was the first time I really encountered it as an adult. And I was 32. What about yourself? Man, it's such a beautiful thing. Like the so Picasso said. Uh, took me four years to paint like Velasquez and a lifetime to paint like a child. Mm -hmm. And though I understand what he's saying, I think it's actually a deeper thing. It's not, it's not, it's not that of a child, but that of an adult who has the connection to the spirit of where the child comes from. Mm -hmm. You have these lived life experiences to learn from and uh uphold the wisdom of like deep experiences in life all that that entails all the waves of you know mm. 
and then coming in contact with it if you've if you've forgotten it, if you've lost touch with it coming in contact with it again mm. like the power the potential of uh expression at that point is is very powerful oh yeah That's having that contact because I, I guess when, when you're a kid you're closer to source you, you haven't you haven't uh, forgotten yet hey, you but you don't quite have ways of expressing yeah from it um it's it's fascinating and we don't listen to kids that's the other thing when it, the, the funny thing is when we're so close to that thing at the beginning of our life and at the end of our life like we disappear those segments of society they're like really tuned out whatever they're saying is dismissed well, that's the fucking trippy thing about having a child when you are connected yeah. to the thing. Yeah. Because you're looking at the, the baby like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not that they know something that you don't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. Not like, tell me all the answers, but like, together we're gonna have this unbelievable rapport and dance and like let's just let's just be here now you know what i mean like like i trust that everybody knows what needs to you know happen for growth to occur in this relationship let's just be with each other and you know experience this experience Mm -hmm. in in all that that entails like you know, wait, uh, waking, having to be the one to get up at 430 in the morning to change the diaper and, you know, uh, bottle, give, give her a bottle, you know, so that Vanessa can sleep and like your ego's flaring up because you're tired and you're like, motherfucker, fuck man, I could be (laughs) right now <laughs> and then but you're like but you know you're like oh, man, what a thing like yeah you know we, we don't i don't think we transcend i think we just like unify with the thing that is and accept what is mm-hmm. and then become more like graceful with playing with the thing that we are mm. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think the, the idea of transcendence can kind of like give us an excuse to no longer, uh, experience the world as it is and like leave the others behind Right. when, um, I, I don't want to leave the others behind. Like the best people I ever met were people like were people. Yeah. You know? Yeah doesn't mean that they're the best beings I've ever met because I've met all sorts of beings, Mm. but like they're all the best thing, you know? Mm. Uh, I think that, I think, so that's the interesting thing that I see with uh, the potential for merging psychedelics back into the community and using the internet to do so because we can... And another thing that the going back to so okay so to, I'll circle back to the question of how old was I when I came back to this, but what I think is really important is 
why what is the point of i don't i never like the word enlightenment i think the yeah. word enlightenment is boring and it's passive mm. and it means that the person who is being called enlightened is how now has a past to kind of like exist in this realm outside of everybody else yeah i don't think that's it mm. <laughs> i think you're still like knee deep in with everybody else but you're obviously perceiving it from a different potential vantage point energetically you know kind of uh beyond words obviously um but i think it's important like what are we using what like why why is it important to 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 uh regain this like uh archaic revival of having plant consciousness be part of ape consciousness again mm. you know um and to me it's like uh to save the fucking world obviously yeah, <laughs> totally. like to become jedis for earth and like do that in the world be that in the world and then you go back into the wind again yeah. you know what i mean and it's like but what are we doing now and not only did psychedelics remind me like but like oh man you like you lived this wild life and like oh man i know you felt so sad here and so lost here and so sad again here and like shit's wild right like shit's scary mm -hmm. huh <laughs> like, my, like psychedelics are all, are like very they're very funny too so it's like oh, yeah because it's like shit's fucking scary huh <laughs> <laughs> It's sad too. DMT specifically said to me once, "Is like, it's sad too, right?" Mm. And I was like, "It's sad too, right?" Mm. And it was like, "It's all the things." And mm. I was like, "Ah." Oh. That's part of it. That's why we wanted all to take things. form. That's why we wanted to come down to this density. So, it's funny when we try to escape it, and, and we want to escape it, and like while we have this thing, not just be this thing that experiences the whole spectrum of yes things. and and what does it even mean when people say oh you got to surrender mm. to it you got to surrender to it mm. that's what it means to become mm. one to know the dark within you so that mm. you can fully merge with it energetically so that you can draw from it to express what it is that you want to manifest mm. what it is that you uh, like see in your imagination ought to be your expression yeah like that's you that's literally in my opinion and it's beyond words but that's doing god's work mm. in your imagination you see this is uh, this ought to be in the world this ought to be my expression my form of communicating my way of going deeper like i i know i could be expressing more than this i know that no, I don't need to listen to that person's opinion. I know that I'm actually this, you know, like that, mm. like little chatter. And also like you see, you see it, you, you can see it within others. You know, when people post uh, powerful quotes that someone said that it's like, they're making an ode to the thing that they see as like what ought to be in the world. And it's like, we can all enter that right now. Mm. Mm and be that right now and nothing supercharges that 
like psychedelics in my yeah. arms. Oh man. <laughs> and the psychedelics are like, what is even psychedelics? The word psychedelics doesn't even do it justice because if you're outside of the psychedelics cl like club, like if you're like on the border of like, what are these people talking about? It's yeah. like you see psychedelics and it's like, well, my life's not psychedelic, so I guess I'm not part of that. And it's yeah. like, no friends, like what is another way of saying it? Okay, uh, consciousness expanding plants. Like, mm. you know, are you down to eat plants that may expand consciousness seems like a pretty reasonable thing yeah. to do as an evolving ape like you wouldn't <laughs> be here if it wasn't for the trees you wouldn't like you know yeah because like, some people will be like make the, the fight like oh i don't need drugs mm -hmm. I, I don't need drugs you know <laughs> like I, I don't need drugs guy and it's like yeah. do you need trees to breathe you know like did would you the evolving ape that you are be here if it wasn't for plants yeah you inspire no, us. you wouldn't and it's like if you don't eat meat what do you eat mm. plants baby <laughs> plants, so it's like you know and it's like we're all dmt told me actually mushrooms told me this it's not about never eating meat it's about your relationship with everything so one time uh, i someone on a, on facebook wrote a group they wrote um did psychedelics turn you to a vegan and i wrote psychedelics actually turned me to a hunter and told me that it's has it's not about yeah. like never not doing anything but it's your super intimate relationship with the things that you do mm, right and it's like that's all that's responsibility that mm. means like we get to be the creators we get to be the co-existers with our um reality and to me that's this is a very powerful thing that can be felt in this kind of now moment that we're existing in mm. as a human species on earth being locked up in our houses. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, what am I going to do when I leave this house now? Totally. Totally. Have you been going like, to the studio? Like, why am I going to do that? Have you been going to the studio? No, yeah. I haven't been in months. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm, I have my dining room table covered in watercolor paint. Mm -hmm. It's a glass table, and oh, watercolor yeah, paint is you literally can just take everything off and spray, you know, a window cleaner and it comes off squeaky clean. So wow. it's like nice. a really cool way to still maintain a studio vibe and just use watercolors because mm. it doesn't leave anything like unmanageably dirty. Mm. You know, like if I painted an oil here, it would be a nightmare, but, um, mm. but I'm going to start going back to the studio soon. Yeah, that's how we met you. We visited your studio, and it was like yeah. exhilarating, man. Yeah. That place is talk about wild, buzzing. That's like a, it's like a temple. Yeah, it's like a wild temple. It's, it feels like a wild uh, temple jungle. Yeah, which is like now that I just say that is like there. There's 
tons of temples that literally monkeys can just run in and out of rats and you know what i mean like it's just like Mm. almost every studio i've ever had has had mice in it at one point so is that one infested you think what's that the one you currently have infested no it's not infested but they've had like several mice Mm. you know Mm. what i mean interesting yeah. yeah, and then I just use the traps that are it, it doesn't hurt the mice, and then I can just walk it out and release it. But oh, that's um, sweet. Well, I had to learn about those traps <laughs> the hard after way. I learned about the uh, other traps. <laughs> the glue ones are the gnarliest. I mean, I have some wild experiences just with catching mice in my studio, like just like. <laughs> internal dialogues of like how to treat animals you know like because the first mice that i caught was in glue traps yeah those are literally keeps them alive but they're glued to something now and then i'm faced with the dilemma of like okay now do how do i deal with this animal that i just entrapped in my glue trap consciously you know what i mean that's and then, rough. Like, Imagine regretting that and being face this them. moving forward. Do I just do I just put glue traps everywhere, or do I like adapt and look for other op- options that aren't Gosh. so like fucked up? <laughs> That's a rough one. The, the glue trap. You, I, I do, think. Do you, you was... know my? Do you want to know my response the first time? Did you feed that mouse? It's harsh. No, no, no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? This is this is the isness that I talk about. This is the merging with the darkness as opposed to running with it from it. You know what I mean? So I I didn't even think of it. I was just like, I just had been working in this little studio in the middle of little Haiti, Miami. And like there's roaches in it everywhere. This is years back. One of my first my first studio by myself. And uh there's <laughs> I'm I'm working on the computer. I'm working at something and I can just see rodents like go underneath my chairs. And I'm just like, fuck, like I got to get something. (laughs) And there's a hardware store across the street and I go there and they only have a glue trap. So I put that there. And the first one I get, I get close to it and I'm like, oh shit, I got a mouse. And it's like that big. And I get close to it and it's the whole bottom is stuck in the glue trap and the whole thing's moving like this. So totally aware. And I'm looking in its eyes. It's totally aware. And there's no way it's ever coming out of that glue. Like those things are made to like enshrine you forever. And now I'm like faced with this dilemma of what do I do now with this mouse that I, that I just, took the action to enshrine and it's yeah. still fucking alive and he has friends um, that are still out there too it's not like he did it it's you know it's like the drug war i mean it's a decision that i made <laughs> <laughs> so so there was i was forced to two alternatives one i saw way more fucked up which was to put it in my trash can my dumpster outside and just let it live out the rest of its life like mm. that. Till it starved to death. Yeah, yeah. Which would be fucked up. <sighs> and the alternative was what what I did do. I took 
that I put it into a Ziploc bag and then I put the Ziploc bag into an opaque brown paper bag so I couldn't see it. Yeah. And then I grabbed it and I slammed that as hard as I could against the side of my house. Oh my God. To guarantee instant death. Yeah, that was a good call. That was a good call. Good call, but fucking trippy. Well, I think all you have to do is, I don't know, I think some i think na- some Native American tribes did this, but just imagine that you're coming back as that little fucker, and what, how would you want some, you know, but, okay, right, so this to why put you out of your misery. This in the first place. The relationship that you have with everything. Yes. It's not what you do. It's not, I'm a piece of shit because I used a glue trap. It's, what did, how is my relationship? Of course, I said, like, a freaking prayer for the animal, like. Yeah. It changed my life because mm-hmm. I killed that animal with my bare hands. I can, was highly aware of it. Uh, but it didn't keep me from becoming a hunter, which also was a sad, you know, which is a very sad thing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's wild. Like, it's, it's all the things. Yeah. Killing yeah. animals and eating them isn't not sad, but it's mm-hmm. also something that is done. You know what I mean? It's it how we got here. reality. Yeah. So it's how we, how we do. So for me, it's not okay. Now I buy the factory farmed pig meat because I'm aware that it was in a shoulder to shoulder thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like no, not that's not the decision that I make. Yeah. If I'm eat meat, it's because it comes from at least this better place. But, it doesn't make it any less wild. You know what I mean? Mm. To me, the to me the goal is to be able to eat. If I eat meat, it's only things that I personally hunted myself. Mm. I think that's a good it, call. It's difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially it's like difficult where to you do. are. Exactly. California, it's like... Cal- you tell someone in California that you hunt, they're like, <laughs> you do what, you fucking savage? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, but it's deeper, you know? Well, it's a relationship with everything. Where you are right now, it might be hard to maybe hunt deer, but you could hunt like little raccoons and stuff, right? Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, I honestly I haven't hunted um, in a couple years now because of just limited time and mm. access to you know the great outdoors and everything mm. like that. Um, but in my life, like it, it's a goal to eventually have a ranch mm. that is just kind of a full circle, self sufficient. You know, if we eat meat, it's like we're eating one animal that was ceremonially hunted Mm -hmm. for like months. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Making the footprint smaller, making everything more intimate, more special, more. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. How is. Hard to do in LA necessarily like that. Yeah, Yeah. You can do it in your own life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. do you feel like you need to be in LA like why did you even go out to LA you were in Miami it's so funny I I've like I, I asked myself the other day 
is living in a city in addiction at some point. Like, Ooh, we fuck. talked about this last night. That's so fucking. <laughs> I'm 29 funny. years old, and I've only lived in big cities. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm highly aware of like all that that entails and how wild big cities are. And it's like, and I'm constantly called to live on a ranch. So mm. I was like, am I supposed to like live the last? 15 years of my life on a ranch or do I like live there and grow there Yeah, and build something, you know, a space that any friend, any family member could at any time get on a plane, come over here. You can stay here for a month. You mm-hmm. can stay here. You know what I mean? Like uh, we got a ceremony TP. There's a sculpture garden. It's like, a thousand acres of just like explore that's gonna be the trend man i feel like because like right now what we're experiencing it's a little scary for us like everyone we know and love in new york city is leaving they're just dropping like flies one after the other after the other because everyone's waking up to how ridiculous this situation is and (laughs) and we're, we're we are addicted like I, we know that yeah, when we yeah, leave yeah. here for too long we're like cool yeah we gotta get back and i don't even know what it is it's like there's something in the air there's like i feel like we're I get low-key depressed people. when i get back to la oh, yeah. we, go on, we go on like like mm, three week road trips and mm. when i get back i'm depressed mm. and mm. usually the city uh like if we're going north and then circling back down the city that we have to stop in to before we get to LA is Las Vegas. Oh. And before I was like more in tune with my breathing and myself and you know more comfortable and just more grounded like I would pass through Las Vegas after being outdoors like literally in the middle of nowhere for 3 weeks and just have to curl up in a ball in a hotel room and just like be like, don't fucking touch me. Like, yeah. uh, I gotta just ride this out over here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's wild. Well, cause you, everyone has that same thing. We're all very sensitive to this whole thing. We just get used to it, you know? Some people come to New York City and get freaked the fuck out. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of literal, there's like a lot in the air. Stuff we can't see or hear or smell, but it's it's in the air, the electromagnetics. And- How could it not be? Yeah. Oh, it's through the roof, dude. Yeah, of course. Like, so you got to get used to it here. It's like it's literally like a, a monkey playpen. Yeah. <laughs> at the ultimate degree. Yeah. Yeah. Like just filled with apes. Fuck. <laughs> like, and that's now wild. that we're now that we're not in the in these ape hamster wheels, like people are like, why am I here? What, oh, actually, we're really vulnerable here. Like, what if the food supply gets cut off? Like, we couldn't grow our own food here if we wanted to. Like, we couldn't really do much. Bingo. So, you know, that everyone's thinking about this, I think, is like, how do we start being more self-sufficient? Which, this is what Earth is asking of us right now, is to, like, take it super local, is almost to switch our instincts away from, like this hyper-capitalist, hostage-capitalist mentality over to 
how do we get super local? How do we take care of each other? How do we how do we look out for each other? How do we grow our food and we stay sustainable? And we're not reliant on these huge corporations and huge networks and exploited people across the world growing our food. That makes no sense. And not yeah, only I that, think, yeah. that's not even what we should be eating. You got to be eating what you can grow around you. That's the healthiest thing and for you. Said, you. you said instincts. I think what you're saying is the instincts. I think most people are tricked and mm. and uh, lack access to like – uh, reassurance back that like their in instincts are correct mm. you know what i mean tricked or uh some sort of fearful situation is created yeah. where they're forced against their instincts so it's mm. like oh shit okay that's not right okay okay i, I i'm in this job now yeah you know what I mean? and it's like okay i'm sitting at this desk for the next 30 years got it <laughs> like, but yeah. really it's this constant invisible grapple inside of like fighting your instincts because mm. i think it i think it's just as much energy to fight your instincts as it is to you know i i think there is a there has to be some sort of grapple because i oh, think yeah. the instincts are the are to get out and mm -hmm. you know put your feet in the grass and yeah. sit under a tree and like well, it takes its toll, its toll with anxiety and, and all the different mental health issues. We do know that disconnecting from the earth and overworking and not sleeping and looking at your phone before you go to bed, like all those stuff that might not be as natural, um, does pay. you do have to pay the price for that. I, I think that stuff literally blocks the instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the mushrooms do so well. It reminds mm. you what your instincts are by literally grounding you to the earth again and being like, right, you get it now? Okay, run along and go be a good ape. It's you know? Go it's be so a much, good evolving ape. So much better than getting programmed by Facebook algorithms, right? You know, like everyone wants to program us. Coke wants to program us to sugar addiction. Facebook wants to uh, uh, program us to scrollaholism. Like, yeah. who are you going to get away art? to? My, yeah. my best art is literally programmed to be um, indirectly on the uh, like the worst side of the spectrum for like being benefited by Instagram algorithms. So like my best paintings are so subtle and sensitive. Mm. Like literally it's something that you could forever wander off into and I, made, I make them for a reason. But but they're so subtle that Instagram algorithm literally drops them in the like dumpster of access to the world of mm -hmm. internet of, of Instagram. Wow, isn't that really? crazy? My best work, my most groundbreaking paintings, because mm. they don't have like easy recognizable shapes. Whoa, dude! They're literally like thrown in the algorithm dumpster. And also that brings to attention how interesting that so many artists are like making their art specifically like geared towards algorithms. So they're yeah. kind of like yeah. trading in their, um, I guess, personal autonomy to like explore outside boundaries and being mm -hmm. like, no, I'm giving you easy shapes, you know, the easier, the better so that the algorithm is happy and therefore that'll funnel to the eyes that 
the algorithm says should see it. The the real artists need to resist wish. that. The know? real artists probably there you go. are. You well, know what well, I mean, I mean we've seen it though. That's it was, it. That's, it was, it. That, that's it. Before algorithms, though, we were seeing the same thing. And these aren't artists; they're artistic opportunists. But we'd see it at the film festivals. We'd see people that we know tailoring their short film to get into this festival or to appeal to that and this and that. And that wasn't an algorithm; those were people. But they knew that there must be some formula, so they would. They they would take something like if we're like striving to innovate, they'd be like, oh, that worked. That got into Sundance. Let's try to make our version of it. And then we'd see a wave of those. And it's just like, oh, God. You're literally like courting the yeah. people that have already said that this is acceptable. Yeah. And they're that's like, lame. oh, you like this? Here, we'll try some of this, try some of this. But it's the same stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the, the people that are like, thank you so much. You've been here, but I'm going to continue exploring through here. Mm hmm. And and the thing is, yeah. it's its own reward. Thank God to like carve That's your own it. path. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you're so much more deeply rewarded by like taking a risk and doing going into territory That's that no it. one has gone into than getting like a certain amount of that's likes it. on Instagram. Well, th that's yeah. why we stopped submitting to film festivals. We were like, let's take that whole reward mechanism off the table. Like, what if we're not appealing to that world at all? And I think we started, that's when we started really making our most interesting films. We, that's when we made Florida Man. That's when we started, like, because we already weren't trying to appeal to that world. And it was a fluke that they ever even noticed us and we ever got attention. But when we really started to get wild and psychedelic was when we, we said, let's wow. just take all those things off the table and that, we'll just put our films right out on the internet. And then you I just really resonate with that. Yeah, right, man. People, people in the art art world, like the gallery world, they're they're scrambling. They're like, "How are we gonna see art? How are we gonna see art?" And it's like, they have no idea that the people that are gonna be making art into the future, it's like they don't even have time to ask that question because they're already knee deep in exploring like their next best piece. Yeah. Like it's like happening now. Yeah. And, you can use the internet. So we're like, I like to think of the internet as like a 13 year old that was just given the keys to a Lamborghini Aventador and was like, all right, you drive this perfectly. Right. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we use the internet in very nefarious, insecure, um, unskillful unwise ways you know we're gonna do that in the beginning like mm. we don't we have such so, so much powerful uh energy with the and potential with the internet that we look at each other in the face like so closely and we're like fuck you fuck you fuck you i don't like that i don't like that yeah with like those that. monkeys with the bones at the beginning of space odyssey you know with the, and the, we are the that. bone you and know we are that too we yeah. are that too. Yeah. And to forget that is, I feel like, to take your title as human being like a little too seriously. Mm. Because at any given moment, we can also be that. Yeah. Yeah. A monkey that's just banging, you know mm. what I mean? Just. Well, in terms of though, you. but I think we're at that point now and the gift of uh of this quarantine could be at least for artists is 
like I don't want to hear about um like lame ass record labels after this. I don't want to hear about terrible contracts and this and that. Like this should tear down those structures. Like this should really democratize all these mediums, including yours, including ours. And the people that figure it out, the best will rise to the top. The people that figure out the best work, they won't get exploited as much. Mm -hmm. But I think also part of art nowadays is figuring out how to get it seen like that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. and to give away that part of it and put that in other people's hands has never felt comfortable for us and uh you know that that's how we know your stuff like i know you from instagram like your stuff blows me away and it has for years and then you invited us over to your studio and I was like, what the fuck? Dude, you, you want to know what I did with, this is a decision I made like seven years ago. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to take Instagram and I'm going to make it my ongoing, forever evolving, like museum retrospective. So whatever I need to say to the world, I'm going to make it and then I'm going to just put it here mm. and I'm going to let it go as this ongoing journal of creativity mm. and like honestly dig deep and then like tell the story of what that could look like over yeah. a lifetime and just leave it there. Yeah, man. As like the most helpful way that I could like, here you go for the work, like the earth, like future yeah. artists. This is how one could be an artist. Here you go, friend. Take this. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one permutation on it. <laughs> yeah, because your journey's been... Yeah, you don't have to copy it. It's it's if you need any sort of like like if you're going through it, any sort of wave, if you if you find my little nook, there might be something there that you can now you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're create a little piece for your part of the journey. Yeah, because your journey's been pretty remarkable. I mean, you're 29 and you've had. Did I see your work hanging in the Museum of Modern Art? See that it, you did, because okay. I created the image of my work hanging in the modern in the Museum of Modern Art. Okay, well, I tell created... me more about this. <laughs> exactly what you're saying is what I do about um so like to um so when i say museum retrospective i also say that with the highest uh form of like um i guess kind of uh, a reverence like it means so much to me this artist journey and it means so much to me that I'm not going to play by any of your rules because I don't abide to any of those rules. I actually abide to this like higher kind of like, just, just tell the story, friend. Right. On. Just sing, just sing the song, friend. Just sing it, buddy. Just sing it. And it's like, what if I was gifted the power of seeing my own work? So, so, so where you saw that, so I, I put my song, my painting soul song <laughs> uh, on this spot in the Museum of Modern Art. And the spot that it's on is the wall where right now the painting Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh 
hangs. And that's this, the painting that I first cried at. I turned the corner and I saw it. And as soon as I saw it, I cried. Mm. That was the first time I'd ever cried at a painting. So I, and then, and then right next door was the room with the Monet water lilies. And I walked in there and I cried again and I sat on the bench and I'm like, first of all, this is, this is why they put benches in the museums. <laughs> and second of all, this is why I'm an artist. Like to do this for me, to make my own work, do this for me. And maybe it happens for somebody else. And so I was like, I, let me just get over the like mental block of trying to make work for an institution and just take my work and create an image of my work. Oh, and that's th that painting soul song was the first painting that I made uh, five years, uh, yeah, like six years later that I cried at. I made it and mm. I knew it was finished because I cried at it. Mm. Nice. So that connection to Starry Night and Monet and also um, uh, Soul Song. So I took that painting, I put it there because I have the power to do that with the tools, the artist tools that I have been given. Yeah. The computer, Photoshop. And I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, this deserves to be here. Like this painting could be here. Mm -hmm. And here's like, here's what it looks like in this space. This is an image of my painting here. It looks amazing. <sighs> like now what? Mm -hmm. Now what do I actually do? And the work that comes after that is like the work that I'm supposed to make. Mm -hmm. Cause I no longer give a fuck about getting it actually in the museum of modern art. Cause I know what my work looks like in the museum of modern art. Mm -hmm. So it's like, the 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 badge doesn't mean anything to me because mm. i i know what it looks like awesome and i'm like damn my shit looks sick <laughs> like my shit looks sicker in there than most of the stuff that i've seen in mm. there mm. and i don't mean that egoically i just mean like for my own taste mm. so i don't need that anymore i don't need that egoic like like oh man we vote you uh, the artist world you know vote you the man of the year like i don't need that yeah like, yeah i can just live how i can just live that in my own life and whatever that entails is whatever that entails damn beautiful it's, it's magic it's definitely so it's, magic. A, it's a practice it's a practice you know yeah it, exactly it is magic with these tools i can literally show you what's in my mind mm. i go I go, oh, I cried, I cried at this painting. I've studied art history. I've worked my fucking ass off, like mining the inward depths of oil painting and myself. Like, I know my work is like, I know, I know I'm rubbing the membrane of something interesting. Mm -hmm. But not egoically, just like an honest inward journey and like just putting in the hours just you know just you must put in a lot of hours the i like it doesn't seem humanly oh, possible the amount of 
art you've produced and the, uh, the level of uh, craft that you've done for your age and <laughs> moving studios. It, it's, and... It's, uh, you, I, I treat it like um, like an athletic journey too. Mm. Like like uh, the kind of the energy of warriorship. Uh, I played football when I was in high school in Miami and it was just like a crazy like traumatic experience for five years mm. uh, to literally be the sensitive person that I am and also be like on the gridiron in the plot in the place that breeds like the most badass fucking warriors for this game South Florida it's like it's just a fact you know yeah. and it's uh it was just a crazy time like I developed a lot of concussions and and bone damage and like but also insane, just uh, like, I just bring that to what I do now, you know? So it's just like, I can like, like my onward, like my ongoing practice is like, okay, I've been sitting here for 20 hours. We good, baby, we good. Like we've been here before, like just mm. for the love of the game, for the sake of the universe, like this is the fucking life that you have. Like this is, you know, it's just, and at, a, at some point, it just becomes more fun. The more you know about the thing that you're doing, like <laughs> LeBron James has more fun playing basketball than like anybody else, you know, because mm. he's so good. Yeah. Of course he's having a blast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kobe Bryant, why do people love him? Because he figured out how to have a blast. Yeah. Doing his thing. Jerry That's Garcia, the Grateful Dead, they devoted themselves to having fun. And building your pyramid. And That's what that's what DMT doing. Build your pyramid. Wow. Yeah, and playing like your life depends on it. You yeah. know, it seems it's like what it is. Yeah. That's it. The pyramid. It's your whole life going and accumulating into this beautiful point and then going off into the wind. Mm. And it's like that's your life. You know, so what is this? What is the building? What is the invisible pyramid of your life that you are building? It doesn't have to be made out of sand or concrete. You know, it's like, that's why, I, that's what trips me out about the internet and the computer. Because like when I build my website, I visually see it as I'm building with light. So like you've been to the Met before right mm -hmm. it's a crazy building filled with <laughs> art and there's all sorts of corridors and then mm -hmm. you take a right and there's a literal pyramid like in this giant room yeah it's like what well you can do you can just build a website out of light and like you don't have to have any cranes or heavy machinery you don't have to like pay to have egypt send over a pyramid right. <laughs> like you can just build. Obviously, you can make things with your hands too. I gotta look up your website. <laughs> you can also. Oh, I'm trying to build the craziest uh, artist website of all time. Shout it out. What is it? I mean, it's not. I'm <laughs> okay. So it's um, mrherget.com. So Matthew Ryan Herget, Mr. Herget.com. Um, it's just. It's it's the same principle. It's just an ongoing journey of taking the game 
so serious and also so playful at the same time right. that I'm just gonna like keep it so like there's an unpreciousness and then there's also a preciousness. Yeah. So I just want to keep building the thing and leaving behind the like artifacts that I'm just making in forms of whatever it may be, paintings, photographs, poems, videos, whatever it may be. A beautiful child. And building it <laughs> in some, some uh, space that I curated you know on the internet and how my website looks now is not going to be anything compared to how it will look in 10 years hmm. like the idea that like i i don't know how to do the shit that i want to do but like that's the whole point like that i feel like the next best work is like what you're just you're just tuning into like that person that you ought to be and making your best thing in that moment but then it's like okay what next what next like because not like egoically but we're here so and you got energy so let's fucking make work and leave it you know for earth for the others right. uh, to communicate with the others by communicating with ourselves and expressing what we find um and uh wow. yeah so the inner so the website is I just think it's this incredible, um, barely tapped tool, not even a tool, but a expression that artists can use to leave a literal like pyramid that someone could go explore way after they're physically no longer here. Mm, totally. Shit, I gotta update no, our website. No, it's good. Our website's <laughs> good. You know what we always talk about is like, we're always like, can we take the commercial section off our website? Because like, I hate this idea that like, yeah. our, our pyramid, our fucking wild temple yeah. uh, in the digital space, like one of the first people to build a wild temple out there. Because you think we're at, this thing's at its infancy, really. Yes. We're going to, you know, and that, that there would be like a commercial section. Like, oh, like, huh. But you know what? Leaving that also says something bigger yeah. in a way that someone like me appreciates. Not everyone appreciates. And there's this, especially in the art world, there's this like, for lack of a better term, like there is like this like cunty energy mm -hmm. of like, we are better than you because yeah. we make the art. Yeah. And it really does, it does get expressed into their websites. And huh. artists are, <laughs> artists are, are forever um, highly um, uh, insecure creatures. So many artists are like forever using energy to scramble to like erase almost like the memories of older artwork that they see as no longer good enough. Right. Like <laughs> what they do now. And that's just expression of like their ego playing in their mind. And it's not a bad thing because the only reason I can talk about these things is because I've sensed them within myself and then being able to like, scan the land and be like interesting i know about that interesting i know about that interesting i know about that and then decide for myself 
fuck that. The most powerful you can be is just to be like, I don't care. Take it, baby. Oh, yeah. Judge me. Take it. This is what I did. I made money. I did a you know money grab bag that time. Yep. I fucking put a logo on my painting that time. Fuck it. I don't take <laughs> right take on. It, whatever. You know what I mean? And be like, this is I'm a human. This is where I was at at one point. This is what I'm making ten years later. I really, really appreciate hearing that because uh, because I think helpful. Going back to like why are psychedelics part of our life? because they teach us how we could be good apes one of the parts of one of the ways of being that i've found of being good apes is being helpful so like so many people again going back to that energy of like insecurity that kind of expresses itself as like a little cuntiness yeah. it's like no one's trying to be helpful to anybody mm-hmm. yeah no one's trying to be helpful to anybody yeah yeah and we, it's like we've weaponized that against each other for me and for for someone like me i go that's what makes you weak friends yeah mm. that's what makes you weak friend we've hit look this out, moment look up yeah so we've hit this moment a couple of times where um sean's so generous with telling people exactly how he did something you know through the whole process and then they do their own version of it in a way that's like almost offensive because they didn't like um ex- uh you know move the art form Experience. forward you know what i mean it didn't feel like that it m- more felt like they took a formula heard him say what the formula was and then be like oh i could do yep. that like i can make that yep. easily and it can be really discouraging because he's such a giver and such a lover and he just like gives it all and he's like yes 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 this is how i did it this is how I, like exactly how i felt these are the emotions all yep. this stuff expecting them to then you know take it and go further but the beautiful thing when that happens is like all right man that was your trip like you had an option to make something that spoke to your own soul and instead you decided to make something that you thought could get you a certain amount of hits on Vimeo. Yeah. And it shows in the work. And as much as yeah. like it can be frustrating and upsetting, I just I try to tell Sean like it's don't stop giving for that reason, you know? It's not no. it's not your Oh no, I don't problem. stop giving, but I also don't hesitate no, to course, call that course, person and say you're a little bitch. <laughs> that was I'm, a bitch. I'm man. highly aware of in my own life exactly what you're talking about yeah. and i find it that this is the most in- is so interesting um it's because younger artists are constantly uh unsure of the journey necessarily that they're even on yeah so they admire someone who's who they can see is deeply rooted into their journey and they sense like um ah yes like they know more about the thing that i'm trying to know about and but what they are because they're not the person that's experiencing that journey they ask for what they're trying what they're seeking for is techniques yeah ideas techniques and then it's like friend it's not technique Hmm. like the techniques are simply ways that i've uh developed how to express certain things but it's the thing that i'm tuning into based on my own journey 
right. that is infusing the techniques with the energy that you're picking up on. It's the wizard, you not the wand. You live your own journey. Yes. So to me, the pick, the pushback on that is to instead of this is the this is the trip. This is one of the trippiest parts about the plant having working with plants in your life is that instead of because uh, I understand very well, like the the like I've had people like literally their whole make whole bodies of work that have like been look like their best attempt at like my style. Yeah. Cause you and got really popular. And the, the ego within me has explored in many ways, like, man, like they're fucking doing my work and blah, blah, blah. But the self is like, no silly. Like, you know, you've explored a nook in your cave that no one could ever run down. And like, mm. instead of, instead of listening to those voices, how about we supercharge your imagination so that you literally are always in contact with the infinite store of uh, novelty and imagination within you. And then you can constantly draw from that and just express it from who you are, which is the guy who deserves to be expressing their best ideas. Mm, yeah. Like whatever, whatever artifacts they can pluck out of the infinite and bring back to the tribe. Yeah. Like you're that guy you're, you're on that journey, you know? Mm. So the plants are like, yeah, you're that guy you want all the ideas <laughs> you know what i mean like you want all the ideas friend well like, they, they what, do you, what do you like they, they also remind you like and i think this is a great practice is like how you are that but you're also the guy ripping you off you know and the sooner that you can look at this thing that's killing you about this other being and find yourself in it that's where that lesson that that's what that lesson was probably rooted in to begin with and you know absolutely that's like taking your medicine and using people and these new these fucking nuisances in your life as the guru and flipping it around and like oh yeah like people should do that for donald trump more often i think that's how we're gonna like slay this like this this final boss is like get rid of trump is like when we all start seeing ourselves in him how we ended up with him and we'll never end up with anything that looks like that ever again. But while when we continue to otherize and otherize and otherize, we're not going to learn. So I think that like this ties into like we, we, we give our power away when we do that. When, when we otherize we're, we're in our power when we can see everything as one and we can see ourselves reflected in everything. And what these young artists or artistic opportunists are doing when they rip someone off is they're forgetting that they're part of a cycle of exploration and expression, exploration and expression. Ex they they just want to do the expression, the expression, the expression. That's such a that in itself is an expression of their inner capitalist kind of flaring up and the ego doing what it does in this society. But well, it's interesting. There is an energy that, and you you have to be sensitive to to it to understand it. Of like playing the role of the artist 
as opposed to actually just being who you are and expressing you know what i mean of of that um a great part is you know a great thing that like this was from a long time ago is mm -hmm. like we're not filmmakers we're people who make films every now and then we're not even artists like we have artistic flare-ups but everyone does you know what i mean i are i are uh i align and identify with the artistic lifestyle more than putting on that mask and putting on that mask because with that becomes expectations that are going to turn into insecurities that are going to kind of keep from those artistic flare-ups from happening in a genuine way so you know we just really don't identify with any of it and like that has been a message from the plants fucking like no no ayahuasca especially have you ever done that Mm -mm. oh you haven't done that yet but you've smoked mad dmt yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i gotta to say the least i'll be right back <laughs> okay. I w but i want to hear about mushrooms and dmt from him so I'll, i just gotta pee one second sure 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 thanks for doing this are you us. all in uh brooklyn right now we are we are in greenpoint brooklyn we're holding it down um are you one of the people that are thinking about leaving new york i mean of course everyone thinks about it but there's no like it feels like such a chore like we want to we want to ex <laughs> expand our life and inside and i feel like i think what we're learning is that we're not the people who are going to have the the ranch and the commune you know what i mean we're we're the people who like it's okay like it's like the dream but like we've had to unpack the dream and be like are that is that really us are, the, are we really those people or are we people who like maybe aren't going to mm -hmm. be the organic farmer but would like to live near an organic farm and contribute for sure and contribute absolutely. something you know absolutely the idea of having a farm is still a little i mean not to vanessa but to me it's still a little like out of the way in terms of it's still a little um uh what's the word i'm looking for intimidating yeah well, it just, it'll be a new form of art for you. Like, you know what I mean? The amount of time that you put towards painting will have to be reallocated in some way, right? See, but I, I'm just not willing to spend that amount of time on gardening just yet. Yeah, that's us. That's us too. I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We had to have a, that talk the other day about like, are we going to do the classic like thing of like, oh no, what we really are as farmers beneath it all. What we, and it's like, no, we're not I, like, I'll fully admit that I, I'm not the type of person like I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, with I, I don't think you need to have a farm. You, you don't have to have a farm. No, to, like, no. <laughs> do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even when I say a ranch, like the idea of, I don't even know what I, I, I just mean, land to have a studio on and work on and you know oh, live man. at and work from and but it doesn't need to have like some specific sort of gardening system or i don't know i think there's going to be um, a wave of communal living that comes on the heels of this and because yeah, I, I don't definitely. think things are going to be able to go back to normal and it's like find your tribe build your tribe and who are you comfortable being around you know, who do you want to spend long amounts of time possibly 
hiding from this virus or whatever mutations come from it. Who do you, who sure. you, you know, so I think that people are going to be thinking about that a lot more on the heels of this thing uh, or yeah. during it. You know, I, I know our, that instinct kicked in for us, but it's hard for us to envision going to someone else's commune and not just being like getting a dope place and saying whoever can come here. You know? See, I, I can't go to anyone else's thing. I, mm. I have to make my own thing. Yeah, yeah we're similar. Like, that's like a prerequisite. <laughs> we'll go visit someone else's thing and have a great exactly. fucking time. Of course. Of course. But yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, just the thought of it, uh, Vanessa, my wife, calls me, when I, when we go to Montana, she calls me Montana Matt. She said it's my happiest version of myself. Nice. Uh, just because it's just so you want to talk about a wild place, Montana is just the wildest place. Uh I, I feel like if Montana just uh legalized everything and was like, We're Montana, we don't give a shit about psychedelic plants yeah. and I mean they're kinda like that be just because they the, aren't in people's business cool it exactly it's they, they have 80 mile per hour speed limits like oh, cool. we, were, we didn't see a cop for like four days while we were there it was like nice. no one everyone's just like to themselves you know mm, i dig that i would be but yeah if their laws reflected like to me the spirit of montana is we don't give a shit yeah if their laws just reflected to that it, I think it would be one uh, Utah as well would be one of the most underrated places to live at. Oh, for real. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely consider that. We've never set foot in Montana, but it's like one of our dream places to go. Unbelievable. Alaska too would be so cool. <sighs> Have you been up there? No, that's uh, so one of my dream road trips is literally dr drive from LA to Alaska. Cool. That's crazy. How that's pretty gnarly that's trip. Like right? 30 hours or something it's, like it's like it's like uh driving from one side of the country to the other i actually just looked it up again yesterday it's uh 3600 something miles oh wow interesting wow. yeah and it's completely you know it's landlocked the whole time and it's pretty wild you drive through canada and mm. it's well, pretty cool right now you don't want to fly so maybe it's a good summer trip I'm waiting for the uh, Tesla Cybertruck to come out. <laughs> oh, dude! That, that's my like nice. my 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 big truck that I have right now. I haven't driven it in a while because we don't really have to. Mm. So, um, I'm I want my next vehicle to be the because uh, we drive so much. The uh, Tesla Cybertruck. It's like the perfect adventure machine. Is that the one that looks like all angular, the new yeah. big thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I'm I'm thinking eventually, at least within the next probably five years, they'll have some sort of charger pack on top that picks up the sun rays and it oh, charges yeah. the truck. And you could pretty much adventure indefinitely. That's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Mm. So that's what my vision is kind of set towards, like you know, I'm waiting it out. It's on the vision board. Saving my bucks for, uh, that'll be my next vehicle. <laughs> yeah, if we have the money, we, we're trying to let our, our sweet baby car hold on 
another <laughs> few years for the VW electric bus. Yeah, that's See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Another really cool one. Yeah. yeah. Is it weird yeah. that like, or is it a conflict that I really like Tesla cars, but I fucking don't understand the obsession with Elon Musk. I never want to hear his name. I, he grosses me out in so many ways. Like I don't understand that <laughs> cultural obsession with him at all. Well, that's funny because I have like a super, I still have a very like deep kind of like weird thing about Volkswagen because fucking Nazis started them. Yo, dude. <laughs> I think about that all Holy the time. Every time fuck. I see a Volkswagen, I'm like, yeah. Volkswagen, like yeah. the fucking fam- people's car, you know, it's like, <sighs> ah, it's so weird, but I love, I do love like, but it's funny how, then the, like the hippies in the sixties kind of merged. Like, I don't know how that kind of came to be. Mm. Probably had to do with like, the CIA. I don't know. That would be a good move sure. by them. It's, it's, it, it's all weird. You know what I mean? It's all weird, but, oh, but yeah. I, I couldn't agree more that electric car. I'm like, you know, I love that thing, but uh, they also were started by Nazis. <laughs> all right. I guess we'll have to dream for another car. Yeah. No, but but you know if we if we are the things that we say we are we can um we can give people second chances <laughs> yeah geez definitely i will give elon musk a second chance if we can give all the people in prison right now a second chance and just burn those fuckers down and let's see how it goes let's just see how it goes Hey, of all uh, bi- of all billionaires to like uh, dislike, Elon Musk is at the top of my list of like ones to like. I feel like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if if you know, that's really tough. That's like asking me to pick my favorite Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but who else? Who else is doing what he's doing? Yeah. Which is to to literally say like he's responding to the isness of the world the world is not going to get rid of cars but yeah. you can swap your car for an electric car that would be a good yeah. idea those panels so, he makes they're only in australia right now i think but like those they thing, can store electricity. that store electricity those could like revolutionize phew, yeah. that's what i'm grid. saying i think he i i think he's gonna i think he's you know, perhaps you're seeing, you know, kind of deep into his shadowy side. And I, I could see how yeah. that could be there. When he hits the but, blunt, um, he's like. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, that's there. But it is for all of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to see I, myself in I, him. <laughs> I think he's trying to help the world. I think he's trying to help the world. I really mm. do. Mm. Okay. I, uh, I think he's trying to help the world. I think he could um, benefit greatly from smoking DMT 12 times. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that you say 12 times. You know, that's something we don't it's talk about thing, enough. It's a new thing that I'm playing. It's a new thing that I'm playing with, yeah. which is like, just be honest with what I'm really trying to say. Yeah. Like, it's not that you should have mushrooms once. It's you should have five yeah. big I'm sorry. You should have twelve big trips oh, wait, in your uh, life. Uh, how, how over the many, course of a couple how, years. Do you know how? Like, 
do you have a rough estimate of how many times you tripped? Because you, you really, your studio is also kind of like a psychedelic outfit. Like you had a bed there for yeah. tripping. You said you when, let when, I mean, I, I do one-on-one with like my closest friends wow. in that, that studio they've, they've tripped or in some cases, not even necessarily my closest friends, but just people that were, uh, just were, they had been curious and were like, I have to, you know, eat mushrooms, but I'm kind of afraid to do so. And they just literally walk in my studio, meet me. And they're like, okay, can you watch me while I eat mushrooms? Because mm. I think you're the, the guy for that job. And I'm like, funny you ask. I actually am the guy for that job. <laughs> nice. So, and then, and then, so I have like a bed there that, you know, you just go on your journey. I will have a little ceremony for you, play my uh, instruments, and then just start, go, you know, to my studio and just get to work. Mm -hmm. And then they'll like come out of their trip and be looking around and they're in a literally like a creative vortex. And it's wild. It's wild. Wow. Do you know how many times you've your eyes in that space? It's like it's the best thing ever. I bet. My God. It must it must you <laughs> must get a little bit of a contact high charge too through it. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, but I'm always contact high. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's what I'm that's like that's why it's like I think smiles and eyes can tell more than like words can because in that space, like you're just looking at the other person. And it's just like, you don't have to say anything. I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, like sit in that, sit in that. Cause this is mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like one of my best friends, when I first like was starting a relationship with him, he uh, went on a camping trip with me and we tripped in, a, in my little magic tent that I call it. And as soon as he was at his uh peak about like an hour and a half in he looked over at me and he's like now i know why you're an artist Mm. and i was like right (laughs) like he felt it wow and and i said thank you it was one of the like it was one of the oddest like things that i took as like the greatest compliments definitely for him to have that experience and then see it and be like Ah, mm. I see it for myself, and it's like, yes, yeah, you see it for yourself. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just ideas and fucking bullshit. Like, but you have to see it for yourself to really like be moved by it. And I think it takes people living the way you are and living the way we're trying to live to do that, even as much as the art that we might produce. Oh, absolutely. Being you have to be the thing. You have to be the thing. Yeah. The art the art is the artifacts. It's like what we're here to work on. You know, what Mm. would what else would we be working on? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're the art. What else would you be working on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's almost DMT once told me when you're the thing, you don't have to write it all down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and it said, the writing it down is sometimes for others. Mm, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> it works for some people. I've never been that guy. I've never been that guy. Because I resonate more with the feeling than any of the words. Because like, I've come out of DMT trips with like, holy Christ, but there's nothing to say about it. So I don't know. I just resonate more with how that felt as opposed to being the person that's like journaling all day. But like we've been around bunches of people who are like smoking. But the writing it down could even be just a symbol. You know what I mean? Like how the pyramid is just a symbol. It's like, yeah, you don't have, it's like the, you know, had such an energy shift that uh, as soon as you start like recording something, you're like, there's this energy shift of like capturing it. Mm. And it's it's just like a very thin membrane, but it is an interesting membrane to play with. And it's like, sometimes it's, um, it, it just always, it always points back to like, you're the thing that you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Now go be it. And when you want to capture something, you capture it. When you want to, just be in it you just be in it but ultimately whatever you're interacting with in your now moment it's like come from it as the thing Mm, that you are yeah which is buddha which is christ which is yes and trump Everything is a teacher. Everything is a student. Mm. Wow. Well, we're going to wrap this up, dog. This was hopefully the first of many that we do with you. This yeah. was like, I feel I wanna... like we've been talking for like 12 hours. Yeah, right. In the, be- in the best of ways. <laughs> just best. Like a, that was fucking awesome, dude. Like, <laughs> yo, we had no idea what to expect. And we just said a little prayer like, Hopefully this is our best podcast ever and it totally is because it like it uh for me I love like, that. For me That's I need I need people like you to light a fire under my ass because uh <laughs> sometimes we feel alone out there on like a crest of a of a wave of trying to express from the the thing that we were trying to talk about this whole time and it could feel a little bit weird and lonely so we're always trying to find the others and uh when we do. But you also are that. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. You are that lonely being. Mm, right on. <laughs> like, you are that. Like, man. Mm. Mm. Dude. I am that too. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it's like, everybody is that too. <sighs> Thank God. <sighs> Now I can treat everybody like they are that too. Yes. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. Even when I forget, I can mm. always come back to they are that too. Mm. <sighs> wow. Well, we're going to celebrate. You said, it. you said it. You intended that this is your best podcast. Yeah. yeah. People are constantly sending out little like magic prayers with their words. They're like, the day is coming, you know, the big day is coming, the big day is coming, the big day is coming. No, motherfucker, you're the thing, and this is the day right now. Yeah. Stop giving yourself permission to give the power to the future, to the past, to somebody else, to some ideology, to some Mm. whatever. 
and intend for it yourself. You I, did that. You said today, you said this is going to be the most powerful, the best podcast. Boom. Ask and you shall receive. Intend <laughs> and you are. Because it, it, it casts a spell on me that makes me want to show up. And I'll never forget like one of the. But you, you're the spell. Well, yeah, yeah. That, well, <laughs> I remember we were in L.A. and uh, uh, someone told us to go see a channel. And as soon as I walked in, she was like, oh, there's mushroom energy around you. I was like, holy shit. And I wasn't wearing this shirt or being a goofball or anything. And I was like, yeah. So she was basically like speaking through the mushroom to me and how the mushroom loves being is always with me and loves like co-creating and everything with me. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And she like we talked and talked and. One of the mushroom messages through this channel was like, I kept saying, I want to rise to the occasion. I want to like show up. And she, she was like, there's no occasion to rise to. Stop being like Are you that. trying to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're it. You're it. You're it. You're it. It's so easy. It's so simple. Mm. Like, but also sensitive oh yeah <laughs> oh totally <laughs> like, hard to listen to in a loud place <laughs> mm. but you always coming mean? back to you're building a temple you're building a pyramid whether you like it or not so like if you're if you're in touch with that i think you'll start doing everything more consciously and you'll start living in in better alignment that's when the art pours out that's when you everyone's an artist so you know who it's could claim that too thing. seriously? Who, like, how could I too seriously call myself an artist? I'm as much of an artist as my sister, Caitlin, who has epilepsy, who every day gets up and does a puzzle and does her coloring and does, you know, does her things like, cause she can't do much. Like she is as much of an artist as me. And she goes and she writes lyrics of songs that she likes. Like this is an expression. This is an expression of where she's at. And it's a very pure state of being. And I learn from her, but like, I don't need to put that mask on. I don't think anyone does. But what know? if it's not a mask? Maybe it's not. What if it doesn't have to be a mask? That's true. What if, what if, what if the, again, the other opportunity was to jump into the thing of like, I, of course I'm an artist. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck else am I? Yeah. Yeah, I realized that other a long than, time ago. Other than a conscious creator yeah. of the thing, working with the thing as the thing. Mm. Mm. I think you're being a little modest of yourself when you're saying, well, how can I call her that? <laughs> as opposed to let me own that for myself as well for her. Yeah, mm. yeah, for real. Because you, oh, you, you, you are that. There you go. But yeah. you don't have to call, you don't like... I, I think I'm God. I think you're God. I think everything's God. I agree. But I don't I don't I don't even I don't even need the words. Mm. I don't call I don't need the words. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But if but if you if you say the words, I won't be offended. No. You know what I mean? No. If you say God, it's like, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say yeah. artist, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what an artist is, yeah. 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 <laughs> So it's like it's this dance. It's it's always dance. It's well, always it's a, dance. a dance. You're definitely one of our favorites. Your work definitely moved me to tears. Uh, as much as I've been really? addicted to it wow. on Instagram, like being there in person, like spending time getting lost in the layers and the work that goes into these things and how big they are and breathtaking. 
Yeah, maybe next time you can give us a studio tour when you're yeah. when you're back Absolutely. in the space. Oh, it's medicine. Being around this stuff, I would kill for one of your for one of your <laughs> paintings. It's like, thank you for doing thank what you, you do, very and much. thanks for hopping on here, man. We really yeah, appreciate it. Let's pleasure. do it more thank you for often. For being new friends, I oh yeah, love you all very much. We love yeah. you. I uh, I think you all are on an amazing journey, okay. and uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Definitely, ditto, man. Ditto. Yeah, part yeah. of the tribe. <laughs> Enjoy the adventure. Yes, you too, man. Peace and love. We'll see you on the other side. See ya. Check out Matt's artwork. Yeah, check out his website. Check out his Instagram. All that stuff is link in the link section below. Mm-hmm. Check out this show on YouTube if you're just listening to us. Yeah, we've, we're doing all episodes now on YouTube. So Yeah, yeah, we're trying that. And it'll, we'll shoot them better when we can do these in person, if we ever can again. Yeah. We'll, we'll shoot them not on webcams, but uh, with our dope equipment. But also, if you're just watching this on YouTube, we have another show that's in the very podcast feed, uh, audio only, is uh, called Church of Chill. And that's like a radio show where we play music for an hour or two. And vibe out, really vibe out. Yeah. Yeah, Church of Chill. Definitely uh, alien music for alien people. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so An check hour. that out. And yeah, thank you. Hour 43, 143. Oh, we you. love that. I love you. 143, it's a magical number for us. Mm. It's a good time to end this. Peace and love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.